0: Over the airwaves, you're listening to J.C. Hawks Radio. J.C. Hawks Radio, part of the J.C. Hawks Sports Network. I'm your host, J.C. Hawks, also known as B.J. Coletta. Um, I just started a new show called J.C. Hawks Radio, and I thought I'd give it a try to start a new show. show based on women's tackle football it's a little bit different because i'm only going to cover one league um i used to have a a radio talk show called women's football talk but i've been away from football for many 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 years and with the growth of women's football i decided to start a new network called jc hawks radio and just focus on one league which is the uswfl i have uh, two teams coming On the show tonight, we have Rhonda Elford of Detroit Pride and Nicole Doyle of the New Orleans Crew. And uh, Rhonda will be joining us for the Detroit Pride at 20 minutes after the hour, and then Nicole will be joining us for the New Orleans Crew at 35 minutes after the hour. So we're the time zone. I'm in California. I'm in Sacramento. Uh, So we're a two to three hour time difference. So we're going to try to get Rhonda on first and then Nicole but I want to thank you for joining me tonight. You know, it's been, like I said, it's been so many years. Uh, I, I used to play for the Sacramento Sirens in 2006 and 2007, just to give you a little bit of background about myself. I used to play women's second football. And while I was playing, I, the leagues that were around at the time were the WPFL, the NWFA, and the IWFL. Now, the WPFL is the Women's Professional Football League. The NWFA is the National Women's Football Association. And the IWFL, of course, is the Independent Women's Football League. And right now, we have, of course, we have the WFA, the USWFL, and the IWFL. Now, the USWFL um, started as the WFL. SFL, the Women's Spring Football League. And so over the years they kind of converged over to the USWFL, which actually I've been like I said, I've been out of football for a little bit, and I didn't realize that the, the changeover was from the WSFL to the USWSL. So, so pretty much JC Hawk's radio, we're going to cover the USWFL. Um, we're going to focus pretty much on, on that league. You know, from time to time we may talk the other leagues, but I'd, I'd like to focus just on the USWFL and the teams of of the league. Of course, we're going to have segments, uh, different types of segments. I did want to play a diet nutrition uh, segment, but the time allotted doesn't allow me the time. So maybe next week I'll I'll have the fitness major, Vince Singletary, on uh, to discuss diet and, and the proper diet when you're working out, when you're when you're at practice what you should have, what you shouldn't have. Because when you go after work, you know, you're going to – you don't eat your dinner. And so he kind of talks to you what you should have, you know, what you should be drinking, what you should be eating, what you should be doing after practice because it's that late hour. So I have a a clip on that, but we'll discuss that probably next week. Um, As well as other other segments like knee injuries – And uh, which is pretty common, more common in women, you know, athletes, you know, we have different types when we, when we get hurt, our knee injuries are different than what men encounter. So we're going to have a segment on that. In fact, uh, I did talk to Vince about that on an earlier show that I did many years ago. So back to a little bit about myself, I started out in women's football. And then uh, I created a show back in 2006. We went live on the air in 2007, and we stayed on the air until 2012. And we we had our show every single Sunday, not just during the season, but every single Sunday. So we did uh, women's football talk back then. And at the time, there was four four co-hosts. It was uh, Meg, Robin, BB, and myself, and we were all involved in women's tackle football we all were for uh we played for the Sacramento sirens back then um in fact some of the players meg just retired two years ago and then robin i hear is uh playing again for the Sacramento sirens so that's where that started from uh recently i i, I took uh went sort of went to broadcasting school and uh the genre was uh you had to pick um you know, country music, rock, you know, hip-hop. And, uh, you know, I'm a country, uh, country fan, so I picked country, you know, country music. But I was kind of hoping that, you know, I could learn how to, you know, talk and just do talk radio. But you had to do the, uh, you know, the music platform as the DJ. And I started doing that. And this was, this was like maybe I want to say it was two years ago I started because I, I wanted to come back on the air. But I just kind of wanted to get, it's been so long that I wanted to get back in the air that I, I took this course, and it, it was very time-consuming. time, time uh, consuming. Um, they, they said, okay, it's only going to be 20 hours a week, but it wasn't. It exceeded that, and, you know, working full-time, it was kind of hard, so I wound up not doing it anymore um but it was kind of interesting because you never realize what a you know what a, actually a dj goes through you know they they're on a clock and between this time and this time they hate, they play music but at this time they have to play either uh, commercial they have to introduce themselves and the and the station and then they have to do the news and the weather and so during the course of this this uh class that i was taking this you know the program i was taking we had to write our own commercials write our own jingles write our own you know news we could pull it but we had to write our own and it was you know it was very interesting because you never realize what a dj actually goes through you think oh they just play music and that you know there can't be any dead time no dead air uh as as soon as the, the song ends you have to start a new song or you jump in and you say something but uh it was very interesting. And, you know, back when I was doing some radio segments, I look back and I'm like, oh, I had a lot of dead hair And <laughs> there'd be times I'd be on the Internet looking for teams and, and uh, you know, the scores and everything and talking on the chat board and, and, and the computer would act up. So, you know, being a, a radio Internet host is, is uh, you know, there are some downfalls. Uh, last night I was trying to prepare for this show, you know, being the first show in many years. I thought, okay, I'm going to do a pre-record. So, <laughs> I got my, my board and my sound board ready and I had my you know my professional microphone and, um, and I could hear myself talking. I'm like, oh my god, I can't do this. So, I heard myself talking and I don't know how many times I restarted. I just can't do pre-records. And a lot of times I wing it, like tonight. I'm pretty much winging it. I can't have a script. I can have the topics that I'm talking about, but I have to just get it out there. I'm on, I'm on live, so I have to get it out there. So pretty much that's um, how I got started, you know, with women's football, then the radio show, and then I took time off, I went to broadcasting school for a little bit, learned the do's and don'ts, That I probably still do the don'ts, and then I thought I'd, you know, kind of reinvent myself. Like I said, I did uh, cover women's tackle football, but it was with the women's growth, it's kind of hard to get jump back into it. And so uh, 2012 was pretty much the last of Women's Football Talk. And then I tried to come back in 2013. And then I had my friend Oscar Lopez who you now know as uh, Gridiron Beauties, which is now the number one women's tackle football uh, talk show out there, uh, I I still wonder how he does it, you know, because he's always on. He's always on Twitter. He's always on Facebook. You know, and I look back and I'm like, I used to do that. I used to, you know, have different shows seven days a week. I used to have coaches' shows. Uh, A lot of the coaches would – um, you know, want to do a show. And so I said, okay, I have Monday at Coach Lee on Monday, Coach Penn on Tuesday. <laughs> so we had different shows. And um, I still do uh, IWFFA uh, radio on Women's Football Talk. Uh, my Diane Berlson, who is the, the president of the league, International Women's Flag Football Association, uh, she, from time to time, she still does a show on that uh, website. Which uh, she just wrote me, and she wants to get back into that again. But uh, so we're gonna take care of that probably this month. We'll have another show, and I'm I'll be tweeting from WFB Talk, and I'll be tweeting from JC Hawks. But yeah, I just wanted to give you a little a little uh, insight of who I was. Um, so for the show purposes, I'm JC Hawks, and it's interesting a little bit how I got that name. Um, JC is my uh, middle name is Gene, and my last name is Coletta, and I used to have a uh, Red Hawks Sixes uh, six-man football team. And so I just kind of combined that that name, JC Hawks, and that's how JC Hawks Radio came about. Um, But I I like how the USWFL, which I'm uh, excited for their their season this year, it looks like they doubled in teams. Last year they had six teams, and this year – They have 14 teams that are are playing in the league, and tonight uh, we're going to have the Detroit Pride and the New Orleans crew coming on. We have Rhonda Elford from the Detroit Pride and Nicole Doyle from the New Orleans crew, and they'll be joining us a little bit later. Um, And and the USWFL does cover the eastern part of the United States, and... uh, I guess they're eventually going to be branching towards, you know. I'll, I'll talk to, to Nicole and Rhonda about that. How how the league is growing, the growth, what they plan on what they plan on doing as as the league. Because um, I'm, I'm pretty much interested in what the teams, the owners, the coaches, the players have to say about football. I am I'm here for the teams. Yes, they do, you know, play in a certain league, but I'm I'm here for the teams, and I like to promote them. Uh, as, as much as I can, just uh, use this as another medium for promoting women's tackle football. But uh, I like the idea that the USWFL is more for the small market and the mid-sized roster teams, because it's actually hard, you know, when you have two or three teams in the same, uh, you know, city or town. You know, Los Angeles. Me being from California, Los Angeles has you know the surge. They used to have the Amazons. They have the Warriors. They have the War Angels, and that's just you know in in the Los, Los Angeles, little Los San Diego area. So there's a lot of competition. You know, it's it's a bigger market. But even getting players for those teams are are hard to do because you have people sw- switching out, and it, it's it's kind of hard to keep your players because word of mouth. To this day, it's hard for women's football. A lot of people, you know, don't hear about women's football, even though teams have been around for 15, 16, 17 years in that same area. It's just we're not uh, promoted enough. And you know, radio sites, websites like JC Hawks Radio, Women's Football Talk, Gridiron Iron Beauties, and you have the um, the other like you have the people tweeting all the information but it's more of a you know in a small market you're not really promoting you're not getting outside the people that are interested in women's football and you know it's it's bringing the word out little by little but something you know you see the news and that's it, great that you see articles written and uh you know the newscasts of, you know that everybody has been promoting women's football you see fox you see espn that's trying to pick up on this but then it's just for one night and then you don't hear about it anymore so having websites like gridiron beauties uh women's football talk and now jc uh, hawks radio hope to bring more awareness to women's football okay um for the 2017 season, they did have their schedule up for the USWFL. They had their schedule up, but I don't know if they're they're revamping or changing the schedule. But as of uh, March 27th, I had actually printed out the schedule, and uh, kickoff is on April 8th. The uh, Detroit Pride will be playing the Fort Wayne Prime and the New Orleans Crew will be playing the Houston oh, excuse me, that's twenty second. The New Orleans crew will be playing the Arkansas Extra. So we'll get some insight of of the teams and uh what what they anticipate for the season to start. And we're gonna talk about um the roster size and how hard it was to recruit, how they're still recruiting, how they're getting the word out of the teams, the fundraising, and everything how they've been promoting their 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 team in their area. In just about four minutes, we're going to have Rhonda Elford on the on the on the show, and she is from the Detroit Pride. We'll get their stats. And how they did, they were actually not in the, uh, They believe they were in the IWFL last year, the Detroit Pride, and then this year they joined the USWFL. But Rhonda will be joining us shortly. And I also wanted to uh, let you know that um, on the show, you'll get occasional, you know, personal stories. You know, anybody can call in, have any questions or comments. They can email me at jc at jchawks.com. Dot com. And uh, if there's anybody interested, too, you know, who has always wanted to be on the air and they want to be a guest co-host, I'd, I'd love for you to send me an email at, jc at JChawks.com Because like I said, back in uh, 2007 when, when I started Women's Football Talk, it was just me. And it took me uh, a few months to get going because... I was nervous being on the show by myself, and uh, my brother had said, hey, why don't you get some friends? And that's how we started. We had four, four co-hosts on the show, and it made it more um, more interactive instead of just having one person talk. And so so if there's anybody interested that maybe wants to be a guest, guest uh, co-host for the show, just uh, drop me a line, or you can call me at area code 916- that's area code 916, 238-5010. Okay, we'll just wait a few minutes for Rhonda to come on the show. And I do have a segment that if I have a little bit of extra time, I want to play um, uh, kind of a funny story. Uh, Doing the show, we pretty much – can do it anywhere because you're just using a telephone line if it's just a one-man show you don't need to you know unmute yourself on the computer you just call so I actually strived on finding different places to do the show I one time did it on a little island we went uh, we went in the boat up oh, it looks like we have Rhonda on the line let me unmute her Rhonda welcome to the show
1: hi how are you
0: Oh, good. I'm doing really good. So this is Rhonda Elford, Elford, Elford. <laughs> excuse me. Of the Detroit Pride. How are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing well.
0: That's great. How are you doing? You know, I was excited. This. I'm doing really well, thank you. Um, I was looking at your your um your website and everything, and it looks like now, did you play in a, a, a league last year? You played in the IWFL, Is that correct?
1: Yes, we actually, um, this is our third season. Our first two seasons were played in the IWSL and this is our first season in the USF, USWFL.
0: Yeah, I know. It's, all these little acronyms are kind of hard to say. <laughs> yeah, I was kind tongue of looking because I saw that. Tongue that you, yeah.
1: I said tongue twisters.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. And, uh, so tell me about about how you started a team three years ago. How did you get involved in, in women's football? How did how did you get involved how Well, did you know, you start? I
1: it it actually was um a, a iconic kind of thing because I um ironic thing because I um I never thought that I'd be a, a, a owner of a football team and I got approached by um a coach who wanted to start a team and, um, didn't have the financial backing or the business background to do it. Um, and, uh, we just formed a partnership and, um, started a team. Unfortunately, he didn't, um, he wasn't able to continue with, um, working with the organization, but, um, it, it did give me a, Big insight on women's football, I was not very knowledgeable about it, but um, I became totally inundated in the uh, whole world of women's football, um, the legacy and how long it's been going and growing. And I was just happy to be able to provide an avenue for women to play ball and and interact and get out in the community and do a lot of things that – not only help women football, but uh, also brings attention to our city.
0: Now, now Detroit has a lot of winning teams out there. Um, Did did any of your players come from previous uh, teams that were out in Detroit?
1: Actually, um, we, our very first year, we were a completely rookie team. Nobody had played football at all. Um, we have had um, some interactions with veterans teams or older teams, um, but we are pretty much a brand new team. That's why the uh, the league that we are in now we feel is a really good fit because it's a growing league and we're a growing team.
0: Yes, and and you know with a smaller roster now, are you how how many people uh, players are you fielding right now? Are you having difficulty we're getting players? Or-
1: Um, Well, as always, it's a rotating door um, with the level of commitment that's necessary and also um, travel, team fees, equipment, making it to actual practice. Um, It does make it hard for us to field a larger team. Um, We have about 20 people on our team, which is a pretty decent number for the league that we're in and the the division that we're working in. Um, and so we're um we're happy with that. We're looking to constantly grow players. Um, we're always on social media or T V or out in the community, um, trying to encourage women who are interested to give it a shot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that like it is a small market because you know, you play in the the other leagues that have the larger teams, the larger markets and it's it's a no win situation because if for you, like your 20 players, you might play against a team that has 65 players, and even though you oh, yeah. give it all your 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 heart, it's it's a, a no-win situation because oh, you, you don't have the fresh bodies to keep out there and, and play.
1: Oh yeah, it's uh it's um that was a learning experience that we did experience last year. Um, in the IWFL, we did encounter a couple of teams that were. You know forty fifty sixty players against our twenty twenty five roster, and the ability to just have fresh legs um will ultimately get the best of you um our players are tough as nails and and i I love them dearly they're very dedicated um and they you know we we hung with the best of them last year, but um mm-hmm. Just based on the situation, uh, a lot of the teams in our region did leave the IWFL, so we did have to kind of make a move um, that we weren't really we weren't looking to switch leagues, but just based on the situation, understanding travel would be pretty hard for us. Um, We were just looking to find something that works better for our team because we ultimately do want to grow to be a sixty-person roster. Team, but we have to. Um, we found a place that will would be a good niche for us to grow.
0: Yes. Yeah, so when you grow, and I'm not saying that you know having 20 players, you're not capable of winning because of the athleticism. You are, but it's just the in- injuries. The the percentage of injuries oh, yeah. go up because injuries, because you don't have as tired. many. Oh yeah, you're,
1: you're constantly people. Sometimes you have people playing both sides of the ball. They're playing the whole game. Um, it's just, just the ability to have fresh legs. When you have 60 people on your roster, you can switch somebody out that's tired. You can pull in a second or a third string player to to give your starter some recovery time, as opposed to us with the 20-person roster. We're, you know, playing Iron Woman football a lot of times. And, you know, a key injury can almost take you completely out the game, um when you're with such small numbers. But I mean, I know the ladies they work really hard to be able to maintain the whole four quarters. And um it's a it's I love I love our players because they're so dedicated and work so hard with the amount of people that we have.
0: Mm-hmm. You know I was wondering now now you were talking about fundraisers and you know finances for travel. now I was looking at the website and they don't have a player's fee or I'm trying I'm trying to see now. there's no now is there a player's fee?
1: We do have a player's fee um our player fee uh, changed from year to year um with us going into the smaller league, a lot less travel um we did reduce our fee last year um in the previous two years. We had our travel. We were traveling up to twelve hours sometimes. So um, our player fee was a little higher, um, but we were we were able to reduce that um, down to two hundred dollars a player, which is about average. Um, some a little lower than a lot of people. Um, we mm-hmm. do a lot of fundraising, um, and a lot of times, uh, myself and the other owners, we just pay out of pocket just because. We love value and, and, and want our
0: brand to grow. Yeah, I, I just thought that was interesting when, when it said that. site I'm thinking, you know, when players pay, I'm not saying that the, the commitment level is not there if they don't pay, but I think there's more of a commitment level when they have to pay into it as well because they're taking um, stock into the team, by having exactly. to help with the travel and the costs and everything. And, and it is, you know, mm-hmm. 12 hour rides are, are, you know, taking the bus or taking a plane and, you know, the fundraising, it's, it's just, you just don't make enough, you know, to support the team oh, yeah. every day.
1: It's, oh yeah. And, and you're only able to have, um, uh, four real revenue days, which are your home games. And, um, the promotion is very key. We're really big on marketing. Um, We were able to get, we're almost at about 5,000 Facebook followers. And we've just, we've worked really hard on marketing. That's been something that's been very key for us because we, um, we understand that we can't make people aware of women's football if they're not aware that there is women's football. Um, in our city, we have a, a rich history of champions with the demolition, and um, but you'd be amazed at the number of people that don't know that there is a full-contact women's football that's not the lingerie version.
0: Yes. You know, you mentioned demolition. I used to play for the Sacramento Sirens, and they kicked our butt in two playoff games that I played on the team. <laughs>
1: Oh yes, but, the uh, the demolition has a it has a very strong history. They they won a lot of championships, a lot of championships. Yes, they
0: did. Okay, so you have a your upcoming uh, game start your your season starts next weekend on the eighth, and you play. I'm trying to see if you just... guys.
1: we actually had a a schedule change in our first. Game you did have a schedule change. April. okay. Yeah, our first game isn't until April 22nd against Fort Wayne Prime. And um, they're a newer team. We're looking for a really good matchup. It's going to be opening day and our home opener. So um, we usually have a lot of fanfare. We love to do a um, tailgate, get the families out. We usually have the radio station, the DJ, um, and just make it a full event. Um, we generally have one of the uh, local high school marching bands come and perform. They're on the sideline, perform at halftime, give something for the fans. We like to make it an experience. Um, mm-hmm. We like to put on a great show on the field and off the field for our fans.
0: Now, did they change the uh, the season opener to the 22nd? Or are they still going to have some games on the eighth? do you know?
1: There are some games on the a um, but the majority of the games start on the 22nd. Okay. Yeah, I was
0: wondering why the schedule disappeared, and, and I just so happened to uh, copy the schedule on the 27th of March, and all of a sudden it disappeared. I'm like, what happened? They must be making a change. Yeah,
1: well, you know, it, it schedules are so fluid in women's football, and we had a last-minute addition of a team that kind of threw the schedule for a little bit of a wrench. But um, Mary has been very diligent on working with all the teams and trying to get everybody happy and making sure nobody has to travel too far. So we did have a little bit of a a schedule change at the end. But um, we're all working as all the team owners in, in the league, we're working to make sure that we're able to put on a good season for our league.
0: No, are you going to have a, a, a eight-game season?
1: We are going to have an eight-game season. Um, the only um, – yeah, our, ours is just starting a little later.
0: That's all. Okay. Okay. And then she's trying to keep the travel down. Because you had mentioned 12 hours. Now, will you have that long to travel this year? or Oh,
1: thank you, Jesus. No, we don't. Um, actually, <laughs> our very – First year, we traveled to Montreal, Philadelphia, and where was another travel in Charlotte, and they wow. were the, the, from Detroit. Those were long calls, and the international travel. Oh my goodness, it was it was a full production. I mean, being a brand new team, we had to we had to figure out everybody's past situation and then actually getting through border patrol and we had to get off the bus and pull all the equipment and you know when you're traveling with the team it's not it's a little different than vacation because you have Uh your personal belongings you have your equipment and then you have the actual team's equipment between you know the, the the everything that we need your you have to travel. It's basically your 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 home stadium on wheels. And it was just – it was quite an experience, I'd say. But they were very nice and helpful, and uh, they tried to get us through as quickly and efficiently as possible. Um, and everybody got through. Nobody got held up. So that was a great
0: thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you and, and always – T- tell your women, you know, keep your pads with you. Don't put them in your luggage because your luggage is gone. You don't play. <laughs> Have you had oh, any goodness. horror stories goodness. like that? <laughs>
1: Listen, we've had, we've had situations where we got into the city, and um, our, our normal uh, mode of operation is we like to kind of get there early if we do arrive the day of, so we can take them to the hotel. Get something to eat, relax a little bit instead of heading straight to the field. And um, one of the players left their cleats. So we had to, we took the whole charter bus and we're at Sporting oh, no. Goods and we're running trying to get cleats. <laughs> and then somebody's like, oh, I don't think I have my gloves. And it's, oh, no. It's all, it's, yeah. We, I think the, the the worst one was. One of our our starting running back left her shoulder pads in the car, and we had to. That was it was. We had to switch. They were switching shoulder pads in the middle of the game. I said, "Oh gosh." I said, "I'm gonna have to get you guys. We're gonna do a checklist when we get on the bus from now on, just to make sure everybody has everything." Because it was just it. It was it. It's been an experience and I tell you yes. this, every game and every season we learn a little bit more and become a little bit more proficient and because I mean we were complete it was it was a, a comedy of errors the first year. We were just really flying <laughs> by the feet of our fans. It was I feel like I've gotten a little more better with it now. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, it isn't quite an experience. A wonderful one though. I, I enjoy every yes. of yeah, I wouldn't change it for the world.
0: Now, have you uh have you ever thought about playing?
1: I did, but you know, I'm accident prone. I um I played flag football <laughs> and I tore my ACL playing flag football and uh that that was the end of my football career right there. I, but well, I Well you, you know, actually it, it actually
0: is hard to play and own because you want to, you know, make sure everybody has what they need on the field, and it's hard to play both roles.
1: Exactly, and and I run, I I do most of the the day-to-day operations as well, so um, I'm really hands-on with the team. Um, I had to take a year off last year because I was pregnant, but um, the first year and this year, I've been, you know, completely hands-on with the team, so it doesn't leave much time to play. Although you know, occasionally at practice, I'll throw some pads on and hit and, and, and run through plays with some uh, just for fun. And they all, everybody, you know, they love that. Like we get a kick for out for fun. House.
0: Yeah, right. For fun, I die out there. I still yeah, die when know, I was yeah. I'm just playing. Like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, you know, I asked the head coach.
1: I said, well, what do you think? You think I could play? You know, you know. You know, we, with the numbers we have, you could use an extra body, right? He said no.
0: <laughs> you know, special teams is fun. If you're gonna play special teams, is fun. I really enjoyed special teams.
1: You know, I I enjoy all of it. I, I love the contact, the rush, the excitement. It's just it's it's I enjoy I enjoy competitiveness.
0: Mhm. Yes. So um, why don't you throw out your website so people that want to follow the Detroit Pride, they'll know where to go.
1: We are com. We're actually, um, our site is down right now because they're putting up the new um, schedule on it. So it should be back active by the end of the week. But you can always follow us on Facebook, which is uh, – www.facebook.com dot backslash Detroit Pride Football Club. Um, you can keep up with all the things we're doing, things we're doing out in the community. We like to celebrate our players' accomplishments and the team accomplishments.
0: That's great. I wanna thank you, Rhonda, for coming on the show and I you know, I'd like to talk to you further, maybe offline, you know, before the season starts and maybe work some things out with you and maybe help promote in any way, you know, I can. Uh, oh, your definitely. team, maybe audio game broadcast or some sort um, okay, to definitely. help you with. Okay,
1: Perfect. I appreciate it and I appreciate you having us on and thinking to uh, invite us to your show.
0: Well, thank you so much, Rhonda, and we'll talk to you soon.
1: All right. Thank you.
0: Okay. okay that was Rhonda Elf- Elford of the Detroit Pride. Okay. And I'll, what I'll do is I'll, I'll put some links. Actually, I have some links of the website um on radio.jchawks.com as well as if you look at the blog talk radio uh site you'll see i have their links for facebook and twitter so you make sure you follow them on twitter as well it looks like we have nicole doyle on the line let me unmute her she's with the new orleans crew hi nicole how are you
2: hey jc how are you lady
0: I'm doing pretty good. You know, I was a little nervous tonight. I mean, I'm like, okay, Rhonda's not going to come on the show until 20 after, and Nicole's not going to come on the show until 35 after. I can't put the 18-minute clip on because I kind of have to introduce myself, and (laughs) so I think the pilot show is a little bit talkative in the beginning, but as I work my way through, I think I'll be okay.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's. Funny, it's funny to listen to Rhonda. Um, I just met her today in a chat. Um, oh, did so you? Was funny to listen. Yeah, it was funny to listen to her because it's literally like my life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. So you started I don't feel out so, also. I don't
2: feel so alone in football. In football world, we are like all. No. We, it's all the same struggle. It's all the same awesomeness, but it's still just all of us, you know it's all the same well
0: there's a a network you know you talk to the team owners and and you have kind of like a a network going you know where you and that's why i really enjoy i really enjoy getting to know the owners the teams the players and that's what i used to do and so you get this connection you know you you tweet you know you text all night okay and it's like three hours ahead you know where ronda's at three hours there and two hours where you're at and you know, it's only seven, right. almost eight o'clock here. <laughs>
3: right.
0: But but uh tell me about your team. So what got you involved in uh women's football?
2: Um, well I was uh working out in City Park um in here in New Orleans and just running by and I, I remember seeing um a van that said women's full tackle football and I was kinda like, What? Are you serious? <laughs> so um, <laughs> I had memorized uh, the name of the team, which was the Mojo, um, and I Googled it when I got home, and my husband was, like, shaking his head the whole time. And, you know, I, I got a chance to talk to the um, to the team owner, and I was out at the next practice, and um, that's all she wrote.
0: And now, did you play?
2: I did. So I played for the Mojo for um, – a season, and then uh, we've had some rotating uh, teams in New Orleans. Um, I believe we're probably sixth generation, um, so the Mojo was uh, two away from us. So I I played for the Mojo and then um, kind of took a break uh, with kids and such, and then um, another team was formed um, before, right before – I decided to um, launch the crew. So we we played one season with the IWFL in 2015, and then, I'm sorry, 2014, and then we took a break. It's funny because Rhonda said she was pregnant and had a baby. That was my story. So, um, and then we're back. So it's kind of like the crew has been around uh, three seasons, but we took a, a hiatus um, last season, took a little break. You know, and it's
0: hard, you know, a lot of teams that do take off, it's hard, you know, you know, you came back, but there are teams that take off and they just don't come back.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, you, you either make it or break it. And it, it really depends on, oh gosh, it depends on so many things. Um, but you know, I have the, the tenacity that I have for women's football and just, You know, I really do, and I enjoy it. I I enjoy the relationships that I make. Um, It helps me stay fit because I'm more of a competitor. Like, you'll never just see me out running except for that one day that I found out there was even women's football. That was, like, one-time thing. Um, But, you know, I I really like the competitiveness of it. And it's funny that I start picking it up in my mid-30s, but, you know, it is what Mm -hmm. it is. (laughs)
0: mid, mid, mid thirties. I played when I was 42, (laughs) (laughs) you know, now, now I I don't play anymore. That was like many, many years ago, but it's like you break, you, I'm feeling it. Uh, (laughs) And I only played for two seasons.
2: (laughs) Oh, I know when I played for the mojo, you know, I was pretty, I did pretty well. I was pretty fit. I mean, physically wise. Um, and then I decided my first season of, of the crew, I did not play. I, I was strictly owner, you know, I was getting my feet wet, trying to figure it all out. I mean, from point A to point Z, trying to just get our team moving and um, recruiting and, I mean, you name it. We were, you know, first first years are make it or break it. So, mm-hmm. um, So, you know, I really kind of took just, you know, the owner position. Um, but this season, I don't know, something in me was kind of like, you know, if I'm gonna, if I'm going to play, I probably should start doing that now (laughs) because (laughs) I don't know that, I don't know that I'm going to make it in the following season. So, you know, this may be my last season, but I'm really excited to play with, play with my players.
0: Um, no, so it's a challenge. I'm a little creaky. (laughs) So, what's your roster size? What, how many do you have on your team?
2: Okay, so um, you know we're, we fluctuate a lot. Um, we have a lot going on, but we right now we're sticking somewhere around uh, sixteen, seventeen strong. Um, mm-hmm. Literally, we just had someone kind of say, "I can't do it this season" and uh, quit today. So, as you know, it's just it's rough. And you know, Rhonda was yes. talking about. Uh, being a part of those bigger, um, those bigger leagues, which, you know, we, we had no issues with the IWFL. You know, we, we played big Texas teams. Um, That was really hard on a small roster. We have more girls this season. Um, So to be able to play um, for the USWFL is kind of, I mean, it's, it's a good fit for us to grow. It's unfortunate that, you know, it's so hard to recruit and keep girls motivated to stay. But it was almost refreshing just to hear that everybody struggles with it because, you know, I think especially girls, players that are new to uh, women's football, um, they just – I don't think they encompass what's really going on in the, in the big picture of women's football. I mean, it's just not like you – You start a team, and if you build it, they will come. I mean, it takes time. Mm -hmm. Um, We are, you know, women are really the the stronghold of families. So we have children. We have professions. We have, oh, my gosh, you name it. We're in school. And, you know, guys have the freedom to just kind of not worry about that stuff, and they can just go play whenever. You know, we have responsibilities. <laughs> well, no, I know. And we you have think to pay that play. they're players. What is that? And we have to pay to play, so, you know. Uh, like, yeah,
0: exactly. You know, or the fundraisers. Yeah,
2: oh, yeah. Mommies are just more uh, in tune to giving to their children first than forking out, you know, 500 bucks plus to play football.
0: Okay, well, you know what I did? Uh, back in 2010, I decided to start a Sixes team. <laughs> We were the Red <laughs> Hawk Sixes. I quit my yeah. job. I ca- I cashed in my 401k. I paid for everything. Okay, I paid for wow. the players' uniforms. I played for the hotels. I paid for the travel. When I wow. became broke, I went back to work. <laughs> yes, it's it's, it's expensive. And, and you know what? You know how many people we had? We probably had eight oh, players man. to join Sixes.
2: <laughs> wow. You know, it's wow. like they didn't
0: come. And and Six Man Football is fun. You know, yeah. but Yeah, we we, the players
2: you know, did come. Yes. We I was listening to what you guys were saying earlier and um I think you're right. I think there's two things when you know you pay to play. It is an investment. It definitely is, and it's a hefty sum. I mean you can go play kickball for thirty bucks. Um mm-hmm. and still have still have a blast. But um this is a different animal. So, you know, the girls that are able to pay right up front and are super committed to doing it it can be frustrating. It's, it's almost being like an owner because you have invested, you know, this money, um, especially new players, because not only the financial investment, but they're also paying for, you know, their equipment. And so to see the difficulty of people also being committed, maybe some that haven't, you know, paid up front like they have or have needed to make payments or, you know, whatever the reason, um, there's ownership, and then with that comes frustration. So there's yes. good parts of that, you know, because I, you know, I want the girls to feel like this is their team because it is. It definitely is their team. We're a family, um, but when it comes down to it, it's who shows up. You know, every single time, you know, we need everybody to show up. So it's just rough. It's it's awesome yeah. when everybody comes together, and you know. I won't give you any sneaky tidbits, but we have some amazing athletes this season, um, probably more than I've ever seen, um, just in teams in New Orleans. So we're really excited to showcase them, and but they need support as well. You know,
0: just a
2: football team doesn't function without bodies. It just doesn't. And with injuries, and when you're playing low anyway, injuries are, are higher and Oh, it's just um, it's
0: just my sweet little baby that I have to nurture and. Yeah, I like that. You know, uh, Rhonda said that they have about twenty players. You have between sixty and seventeen. That's perfect. You know, you're you're it's an even level playing field. You have right equal amount of players. Yes, you're going to have injuries, but you're also going to have a chance out there on the field. You know, where right. like we were talking about sixty players they're going to kill us you know they're going to kill you because you're exhausted you know physically exhausted Mm -hmm.
2: yeah we you know we ran we ran into that um playing for the iwfl and it just is what it is texas teams are powerhouses and those are that's our neighbor so you know we're going to end up playing all of them and um the morale of our team, I mean, if you're from NOLA, you have heart, period. I mean, this city alone has been through hurricanes and our crime is high and, you know, people are killing people for no reason. And, you know, this isn't an easy city to live in. And so mm. I find that they come, this city comes together when they need to come together. And I, I, I see that in, on our football team. And so, you know, when we barely have, literally, we went to, let's see, where did we go? I think Austin, when we played Austin, we didn't even have enough to play. So we went anyway because we didn't want them to have to forfeit, and uh, they just kind of lent us a couple players. And I believe um, San Antonio did too. We borrowed two of their (laughs) players.
0: So, you yeah, know, I, yeah, I, I've heard of that, a few teams did that, and that, that's, you know, that's great. Oh,
2: that was us, Um, and that's what's <laughs> great, you know, we, we ran into two teams that totally understood, you know, a, a baby team, a first-year team, and just the frustrations, I mean, literally people that can't go that morning, and we're just like, okay, well, let's get in the car and do this, you know, and. I hope it's not that way forever. And this season, it's it's looking better. I mean, I, some of the new girls, I wish they could have been there the first season to see really what struggle is. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, the, I, I've never – that's what I love about when the, this league and all the leagues, the you know, the IWFL that i played in before, they really – the owners themselves, we take care of ourselves and we – take care of one another and our players really come together. They really do. It's, you know, it, it's, it's yeah. hard, but, uh, when we get there, you know, we give it our all. And, um, I think we just, we had a great, good season. I think we're going to be even better this season. So, um, I'm looking forward to just having the numbers really. I mean, we're still yeah. playing on both sides of the ball, but, um, like I said, you know, which is better.
0: <laughs> now, are, are you guys going to ever I, – I know that you're 11, but I, I don't know if I read somewhere, are you guys ever going to play eight if you have to?
2: Um, you know, I, I don't know how that works um, because we're in the new league. I mean, I've had some girls come to me and uh, say, you know, is it possible to play eight? You know, we wouldn't be opposed to that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. But I don't know last minute switches you know how that works in our league um that'd be something that I have to bring up to the league owner and that's kind of what I love about the new league too is you know they're flexible and they're willing to work with us. I mean, Rhonda was saying that we're starting a little later, and that actually helps us immensely because not too sure that we are ready to play this weekend.
0: So um, no, Okay, so, so you got pushed to uh, April 22nd as well then. you Are playing. you playing yeah. the Houston Wildcats then, or are you playing? We are.
2: Yeah, we're traveling to – see, our, we just got pushed back. Actually, our first game just got knocked off, so we kind of stayed okay. the same. Um, we're not sure where that Arkansas makeup game is going to be um, as of yet, but um, we are definitely going to go see the Wildcats
0: on the 22nd. Okay, because Rhonda said the Pride is playing Fort Wayne, which is uh, they're pushing them to that. So maybe maybe they had a buy or something the 22nd, and that's how they're doing it. Yeah. Okay, why don't you throw out some uh, uh, websites? And uh, I forgot to mention the Pride's Twitter, but I'll mention that also before I leave. (laughs) Um, Why don't you throw out some of your websites? I'm just trying
2: to get back sure. into things again, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, girl. No, you're doing awesome. Um, okay, so our website uh, is www.crewfootball.com, and that's um, crew is K-R-E-W-E. And um, our site is being updated too, so uh, we we do a lot of our stuff via Facebook. So you guys can just search, you know, Crew Football um, or New Orleans Crew Football. That's what we're under. We also have a Twitter it's crew football as well. Um, we have an Instagram. We have, I mean, if you go to our Facebook page, all those links um, are on there, and hopefully they can go kind of to your home, and you're gonna have those links as well. I'll send them over to you too no, if did, you
0: need them. Did you change your Twitter? I thought I had a new crew. It's not new crew. Uh, me, it might,
2: it might be. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking, Wait, who am I promoting? Girl, I meant to have all this stuff
2: in front of me. I'm still in my tugs, So I'm, like, sweaty and need some uh, some protein and I need to take a shower really badly.
0: <laughs> but, well, well yeah, you I try getting, getting on too. the air, have nothing to talk about for 20 minutes, and hoping Rhonda calls in early. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But well, she, she was prompt right at her time. That's so funny. I'm like, please call it early. Please call it early. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well great, I wanna thank you for coming on the show, Nicole. It was it was a, yes. a pleasure talking to you. Um Same here. Same and, here. Okay, okay and as and Rhonda, I wanna I wanna to touch uh, you know, get in touch with you, you know, down the road here, you know, before the season starts and maybe to see how we can work together. And uh you know p- promote your team more as well,
2: that would be awesome, you know um okay, I think new orleans New Orleans would be super supportive of us. they just need to know we exist,
0: <laughs> yes, yes, well, thank you, Nicole. I appreciate you coming on thank the show, you. and uh I'll talk to you real soon,
2: all right, darling. thanks for having us on
0: okay, <laughs> Bye-bye. bye bye, bye. Okay, we had Nicole Doyle of the New Orleans Crew and Rhonda Elford of the Detroit Pride. And I forgot to give the Twitter for the Detroit Pride. That's at pride underscore football. And for the crew, it's at new crew. That's for the Twitter accounts. And I have uh, the websites on my site, Radio.JCHawks dot com. So uh, I'll update I'll update the links on that site. Um, I want to thank Rhonda and Nicole for coming on the show, and I want to thank all of you for listening to the pilot show. As we get going, we'll get better. Um, next week, I'm going to have uh, the fitness major on to talk about proper diet. You know, when you go on the field before practice, uh, and, and things you should be doing. And then we have a segment on exercise and, and position you know for the position that you play so we have some segments coming up and if, if you have any questions or comments you can email me at jc at jchawks.com and if any of you want to you know hey say hey i want to help out can i be a guest co-host you know email the same jc at jchawks.com i'd love to have you thank you again Rhonda. thank you again nicole for coming on the show Happy Monday, everybody. Thanks for tuning in.
3: Carl's Jr., we're pioneers of the great American burger. We're about quality, value, and taking a stand for your hard-earned dollar. That's why we made the 249 Jalapeno Double Cheeseburger. It's the best burger for the price you ever had. With two charbroil beef patties, jalapenos, and pepper jack cheese. Because if you don't stand for something, that means you're sitting. And that's just lazy. The 249 Jalapeno Double Cheeseburger. The best 249 burger you ever had. Only at Carl's Jr. price of participation may vary. Tax not included for a limited time only. Hey, Carl's Jr., we're pioneers of the great American burger. We're about quality, value, and taking a stand for your hard-earned dollar. That's why we made the 249 Jalapeno Double Cheeseburger. It's the best burger for the price you ever had. With two charbroiled beef patties, jalapenos, and pepper jack cheese. Because if you don't stand for something, that means you're sitting. And that's just lazy. The 249 jalapeno double cheeseburger. The best 249 burger you ever had. Only at Carl's Jr. Price of participation may vary. Tax not included for a limited time only.